to do you find that because about. of covid and the whole lockdown situation that you've become more thankful more appreciative of what you have are you more aware now of yeah, totally are you more aware of the issues in the world of of the other people suffering totally i'd like to think that i was quite an empathetic person and quite a uh and a person who's always like trying trying to understand what's happening with regards to current affairs what's happening in the world and whatnot so yeah but it's made me more thankful of of, of things that i took for granted are you aware that the number of food banks is, is on the rise yeah and what say you then to the fact that you left half your food on the plate which then probably went into the bin I don't think that was food that you could actually food bank, I think that food would have been rejected from the food bank for being four months out of date. Um, the food, when we actually went out for dinner, was definitely wiped clean. You know that plate? Yeah, 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 it sure was. It sure uh, was. You're talking about the out of date cheesecake that we had. <laughs> Let's not talk about that. We don't want to be putting. Right, I can't confirm because it took it all down. <laughs> he was asking for yeah. seconds. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> no, he didn't ask for seconds, otherwise he ran by. <laughs> I told you, always stick to a chocolate sponge with custard. You can never go wrong. scenarios and breaking down actions and the consequences right. i admit it's getting intense with wade hosting you don't really want to miss it the wade in podcast the wade in podcast let's go you can't you can't all right all right let's let's get something a little bit more serious you're a fan of the free market right yeah it's not a set this is it's not a set this is the thing right? i know people yeah. think everyone, that if i ask everyone questions, watching our podcast setup. will be like looking at it and be like right abbas and castle's reaction whenever wade starts a sentence they're like right where's he going with this what what's his angle yeah no, no, there's no catch to this you like the free market you believe in capitalism right yeah of course of course you're a big fan what say you then fan. about the fact that marlborough and parliament cigarettes is taking control of an asthma inhaler company so the people who are giving you the the problems are now the people who are responsible for providing some kind of uh, aid towards those problems. Diversifying, is that fair? Is that right? Is that just? Diversifying their portfolio, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Is it fair? Is it right? Is it just? Should uh, you be able to do that? Uh, yeah, well, why wouldn't you be able to do that? Because they could drive up the prices of inhalers, for example. Well, then somebody else brings an inhaler out, right? It depends. I don't know. I don't know if they're patented or anything like that. I, well, yeah, they will. They'll have some level of patent, but unfortunately or fortunately, really, you know, there'll be other inhalers that will come out. Inhalers are fairly standard anyway with regards to how they work. They're all mm. about vasodilators and, and opening up your airwaves and whatnot, right? So there's different ways of doing it. It's not, it's not something that will be patented to one particular brand or drug. Um, in that specific example, yeah, why not? I hate cigarette companies. Absolutely hate them. But, you know, they created a problem and they just 
Let them, I suppose. Well, they say, so I'm going to quote something here. It says, uh, Philip Morris International secured nearly 75% of shares of the UK inhaler company Vectura. Experts say uh, um, Vectura or Vectura makes most of its profits from products that treat smoking-related respiratory illnesses. They are giving you the, the issue and then trying to resolve the issue and they're profiting both sides. Yeah. Is that fair and just? Do you feel that's fair and just? But, and that's a free market. So it's not that it's illegal, but is it morally right? So what are you asking me? Are you asking me, would I do that? No, no, I'm asking you, do you feel it's fair and just? You believe in the market. You believe that it should be able to, to occur yeah. and all the rest of it. So that's fine. Yeah. But do you feel that if somebody is creating the problem and then they are the ones that we are relying on to solve the problem and they're profiting on both sides of it? Happens everywhere. So I, agree, I don't I agree. agree with it. I don't agree with it. Of course, I don't agree with it. Ultimately, if you create a problem, you should fix that problem, not make money off the problem. But it happens everywhere. There's nothing that we can do. Like, it's no... I'm not going to get angry. You know, you've you've take you've gone full circle this week, haven't you? From Wade Wade from to <laughs> that to Kobe to, Jeremy, to, uh, to Jeremy Wade. Um, yeah, it isn't it isn't just it isn't ethical in my opinion. Yeah, it isn't ethical, um, but it's legal. Would you support greater regulation? No, the only the only time I would support greater regulation in this field is if they weren't allowed to make cigarettes in the first place so they stopped the problem not the fixing the problem part does so, that make sense yeah but that, that if you're polluting yeah and then you're create then you're creating something that charges people to clean up the pollution or whatever right yeah um stop the problem in the first place stop what is uh, what we class as the problem so tax them heavily there if they're making money off the inhaler side, so they are it. quite heavily taxed. I believe in the UK, I think it's something like cigarettes, booze, and petrol are the three biggest, you know, taxes. Oh yeah, cigarettes definitely because cigarettes, petrol. I don't know about booze. I think booze is quite heavily taxed as well. But cigarettes and petrol for sure. Um, back when I was at uni, they were saying out of every ten pounds of fuel, eight pounds was tax. Yeah. I just went on a road trip and you know you could you could just see the cost of things right a packet of cigarettes here what is it 10 pound 15 i think it's 15 pound for some some brand maybe 10 pound i don't know yeah um over there it'll still be like four euros five euros yeah so it is a big big difference so Petrol our treasury is relying on it quite heavily i think it's it's my understanding that that's the reason why they won't tear down that industry because it brings in so much revenue for them if they don't, the thing is, they, they say one of the biggest things here is the counterfeit cigarette market. Mm -hmm. So all it'll do is it'll just drive it underground. So why not make money from it, right? What about freedom of choice? If you want to regulate it or prevent the sales of that, you're taking away someone's right to effectively commit assisted suicide. Well, not near, not really. Isn't it's it? Just, it's killing them, isn't it? Well, so a lot of, you know, some people Just do, very slowly. There's always that person who will say that they um there'll always be that person that will say that my nan smoked 40 a day for 70 years and nothing happened to her yeah. right you'll always get those stories won't you 
obviously there's a huge link between lung cancer and cigarettes huge link um you've just got a thingy man um i think you just go with what you've got at the moment like you said tax it regulate it as much as you can like you said people have a choice it's not can't make it illegal because it's not a hard drug and if anything we're decriminalizing other drugs right so people can use it for recreation use and do the same thing regulate it tax it get as much as you want but then you can't then have your cake and eat it and say well then you can't get involved in the inhaler side or the treatment side or wherever it is you can't have it both ways my problem with it is <clears throat> you are effectively putting out a problem into the world which is fine because people have a freedom of choice now, there's another argument, you know, because obviously they, they've become a strain on the NHS, etc., etc., but all that to one side. If, on the other side, they decide to increase the prices in order to, you know, start reaping more profits, or if the smoking becomes less profitable, they may choose to push up the prices on the other end. Things that I'm asthmatic, I rely on an inhaler. If you recall, there was a guy in America not so long ago. He was the, he was the guy that bought the, the only Wu-Tang album. Right, yeah, he owned yeah. some sort of pharmaceutical company. I think they did AIDS drugs or something. Don't quote me on that one. Uh, and he decided he was just going to shove up the prices one day. I don't think it was an AIDS drug. It was a drug where he bought the company and then uh, increased the price ten times or whatever it was. Yeah. It was a, he was the most hated man in America yeah, yeah. for that year. Um, yeah, because he knew he had the only drug that could treat that specific yeah. condition. I think it was MND. I think it was MND. I'm not. I can't remember. I'll defer to um, you on that. You're a science man. <laughs> but yeah, no, sorry, but, you were saying. So, so yeah, so going back to that, if 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 that you end up in that instance, they could effectively price us out, and 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 I have a for me personally, if it's things that become essential or life saving, you know that kind of thing, that should be regulated. It should come under possibly. I might even go one step further and say it should come under state ownership. You know. They should be compensated for their innovation and all the rest of it. I'm not disputing that. But I, what what I don't like about it is the profiteering aspect. And I, and I expect simple profits is one thing, but I'm talking millions, if not billions of profit. That's where I draw the line. So I want greater regulation in the market, as you're probably already aware. You, you're going towards, you're, you're talking about a specific topic, though. You're talking about healthcare. Yes. Um, rather than Philip Morris buying into... No, no, he, he's, he's just my segue right? to the topic, right? Because what I don't like is, is that he's taking, he's taking both sides of the pie, right? Yeah. He's taking it on one side, he's enjoying himself, he's taking it from the other side. Effectively, he pushes one up, he doesn't, it's, it's entirely up to him. You create a problem, should he be the one to allow to profit from the resolution? So, so this is it, right? Here he is, Martin Screlly. Yeah. Uh, That's the Wu-Tang guy, yeah? Yeah, was uh, known as Farmer Bro, was widely criticised when um, his company Turing obtained the manufacturing license for an anti-parasitic drug called Daraprim and raised its price by a factor of 56 from $1,350 to $750 per pill. And that's why he got caught, really, basically, right? Obviously, then then looked into how he made his money and whatnot because he did really try to shaft everybody. I think... You've got to remember, we're quite fortunate here where most things are free at the point of care in the UK. 
So the NHS has to make some tough decisions with regards to which drugs or which pills it will prescribe certain people for certain conditions. Yeah. You know, hence why you'll have that one case in a uh, in a while where we need to take our son to America or Czech Republic or whatever. Please donate because the NHS won't fund that person yep. anymore. Right. So I think we're quite fortunate here. But you've got to see it from the other side, right? These pharmaceutical companies that are developing these drugs are developing it for a profit, for a financial gain. In America, this whole system is warped with regards to it's all about rebates. You know, it's all about, uh, again, $750 a pill. That same pill, the NHS would buy it for $750 a pill. But then if you're a prescription paying patient, they'll charge you like a tenner. Yeah. So the NHS is still covering pretty much $735 worth yeah. of, that, of that, right? Assuming that they continue to purchase it, they'd probably drop, they'd probably drop they'd it. They'd probably drop it. They'd probably drop it. But they'd, they'd have to make the clinical case for it, right? Yeah. Um, I think it's very difficult to regulate that. I think in an ideal world, you would want to have as much in the... I don't know, I'm torn on this because I work in the private sector anyway, right? And I see just how inefficient public sector is. Mm -hmm. You know, there's stories about PPE being incinerated mm -hmm. because we bought too much of it now and it costs us too much to store it. So rather than sending it somewhere or divvying it up, we're actually burning it, mm -hmm. causing more global warming. But right, that, that's, that's what we're doing. So bringing things into state ownership, there is, a, there, there is that risk where... You could pay somebody, the same five people, to work in a lab to work on a drug for the next 15 years. But how efficient are they going to be? They might come in at 11 o'clock, leave at 2 o'clock, have an hour lunch in there as well and say, yeah, I'm working the rest from home. But no, but what, what I'm saying is, is that the private sector continue to make it, but it's a regulated market. So, for example, like your gas prices can only go up to so much. The same with the pharmaceuticals. They can only price it at X amount. I think with the pharmaceuticals is different though, right? With gas and anything commodity based, you can kind of work out how much it's cost to do. Mm -hmm. With pharmaceutical stuff, it probably is the most heavily regulated industry in the world because it's in vitro stuff. It's going inside the person, yeah. in vivo or in vitro. It's going inside the person. So ultimately the regulation is so high and the, the development cycle for a new drug is about 15 years. That's 15 years of R&D that a, a company is chucking in to a certain division or line of inquiry, and it might not even work. So their, their costs are huge anyway. So I understand why they charge what they charge. I think from a, from a regulation perspective of you develop this new wonder drug, you can't raise the prices on that for the next 20 years, or we'll pay you this price, but then you've got to share your patent within the next five years because that's what happens really isn't it they know they've got a finite number of time before that patent will expire and somebody else will just make it for cheaper they'll just synthesize the formula which is why it, it doesn't yeah. happen obviously that's when you bring ethics into it is so, the patents too long i mean you're proposing there 20 years i don't know what it is exactly in today's day and age but I think should it even five. be allowed even five even five we're talking about life saving Drugs, you know, people expect doctors to go into their industry because they're there to save lives. Surely the shame should apply to pharmaceuticals. Are they not there to save lives? 
Or they're going in there for no, a profit. But, but they've gone. But they're, they're both, right? Both. And and and, and I'm medic, talking. Just, I just industry. want to. I just want a distinguishment between a simple profit and billions. I want a difference. I just want to differentiate that. I don't mind a simple profit. But they won't be making a simple profit. But they make billions. They'll be making bill. They'll be making billions. But a lot of that is in the US. Remember, a lot of that is because of the way the US is set up. Mm-hmm. Where we live, I don't think it'll be as as heavily skewed as as what you're claiming. I don't know. I think it's I think it's one of them where you've got to have some sort of regulation or a payout. But again, there's no incentive there. That's the problem that you've got. There's no incentive. That you know. The government should say, right, we'll give you a hundred million if this is deemed to work and you can now share the the formula. But they're not sharing the formula with the COVID vaccines. I, I just want to give you a quote of one just to respond to what you said earlier. GlaxoSmithKline, probably the biggest in the UK. They are valued at, they, their revenue last year was £34 billion. That's not UK revenue though. No, no, but that's, that's their total revenue. Yeah. Operating come the UK base is my point. Yeah, you're absolutely right. They, they, they could be making most of that abroad and all the rest of it. But the fact that they're rem- able to even make it. No, but you've got to remember as well, Wade, right? These drugs that they'll be selling, when they sell them into third into the third world, selling them. Not the same price. A ten pound drug will not be being sold in parts of Africa or Asia for ten pounds. Guarantee you that now. Mm-hmm. You can go and buy paracetamol in Pakistan for like 50 rupees yeah that's when they've got to make their base on it and stuff anyways all they'll do is they'll just synthesize it in those local yeah. local um, i mean you're assuming that there's actual paracetamol in the paracetamol tablet. no no the funny thing is the funny thing it's is just a bit of that, right? that they're just jabbed together no 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 the funny thing is you say that right and when we were in pakistan last year um i did get some panadol and underneath you know, you know on the back of it it's embossed uh, manufactured by under license from GlaxoSmithKline yeah. in Karachi, so it happens. It's just it's just what can you get away with? That's what a businessman always thinks about, right? Mm-hmm. What can I get away with? What can I get away with charging here? They know they can't charge ten pound per drug in yeah. the third world. It's not going to happen. So they reduce their prices there, and they'll charge us through the through the teeth here, basically. They say right, the, especially the US. The way it's set up, it's all about reimbursements and um, insurances pretty much charge what you want as long as you've got a reimbursement code literally you can pretty much charge whatever you want i just wonder because there's there's times where they've made sectors uh not illegal what's the word they've excluded particular sectors from other industries right for example gambling you, they can't go into the football area do you remember they used to be on the football shirts i think it was wonga famously then ended up they they, they changed things around later on and I wonder if they could have do the same and say, well, if you're working within these industries, etc., you shouldn't be allowed to come into this industry. And are they making that industry better? Then it's, it's, a di- it's complicated. It's complicated. I just don't like the aspect it. of the profiteering. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And you I, don't like the fact that they're making money on both sides. You don't. You don't at all. But it's like it's like the it's unethical. What you know? I don't want to segue into this topic, but. You know, it's like when we sell arms yeah. to conflicts. They sell them to both sides. Yeah. Literally sell them to both sides. Make money on both sides. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's what capitalism can be. 
it is unethical when it when you look at it from that perspective. Yeah. But then at the same time, the advantages of it are when it drives something forward because there is that competition. There is that element of, right, I'm, if I do this, I can earn this, this and this. How is there an advantage when, as a consequence, people are being slaughtered or left starving or left deprived or left in poverty? Uh, what do you mean? I don't, I don't understand. Well, you're saying that there's an advantage because you can make X amount and you can drive a the Ferrari and live the in a... The advantage of uh, capitalism is what I'm saying. Uh, like I said, whilst it's unethical for certain parts of it, like if you're on both sides of a conflict, but the advantages of it are, where we were talking about it the other night when we went out, right, you can start, start a business. The advantages of that are you start your business, you're earning money, you can work flexible hours, so you've got family time, you have financial independence. That's capitalism. That's entrepreneurialism within capitalism. That's an advantage, is it not? I don't think rather it is. Than, I, I don't than, think it's an advantage of capitalism. I think it's a bullet point of capitalism. But to be an advantage suggests it's a good thing, which then negates the or the vast majority of negatives as a consequence of you making 20, 30, 40 pounds an hour plus. It's leaving people like me on the fucking red line. What's the disadvantage then? That you can earn the same money as a doctor? That who can make the same money as Me and you can earn the same money as a doctor. In what? Capitalism? No. Is that the, is that the alternative to capitalism? Socialism? The, the alternative capitalism, socialism, Marxism, all the rest of it, it's not centred around what your salary is because that's capitalism. Catalum, capitalism is, is money, 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 gimme, 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 gimme. The, the emphasis around Marxism and all the rest of it, the left wing, is for your benefit. So you get access to health, you get access to a great education, you get access to food, accommodation, all that kind of shit. That's what matters. But it doesn't what, matter whether you're paying £100 pound an hour or £5 an hour. No, but what if I don't want to live in an area where I'm going to be, you know, potentially getting mugged up three o'clock in an afternoon? <laughs> Why would you... What Why would you get fucking mugged? What if I want to better myself and live in a slightly better area or drive a nicer car or... But the thing is, this is it. Everything stagnates, right? What, what are the drivers there? But, but that's just it. At the moment, you can't fathom it because you're so used to capitalism. So for you, the better thing is getting a Ferrari. Under that nah, world... A Ferrari, that's global warming. Um, all right, um, an electric Ferrari, perhaps. Fucking Brompton. <laughs> no, I've still got a pedal on that. <laughs> right? You know, but in, in, in our world, it would be. You want that inhaler, you're going to fucking get it, no matter fucking what. You want a train ride to get to work in order to provide, in order to do X, Y, and Z. You're gonna, I mean, to, for me to get to London, it's cheaper to fly to fucking Barcelona. Yeah. That's the I just know. world that you boys are, are, are busting for. But that's because you don't go on the mega bus, though, do you? What, the one pound mega bus? Yeah. It doesn't take you in time to start work. That's the problem. It's a one o'clock in fucking it afternoon. It does. <laughs> if you get the four o'clock in the morning one. <laughs> True. I just don't want it enough. You just don't want to sacrifice. Some sleep on that. All right, all right, moving on. Talking about Sabina Nessa. Sabina Nessa is a 28-year-old... A uh, Pakistani girl, well, of, of Pakistani origin, shall we say, who was killed on her way to meet a friend, apparently a five-minute walk away from the house. Thoughts on that, please? I think it's really sad, obviously, what's happened. Um, it's prompted a lot of conversation in my household 
uh, with my wife, um, just with regards to women's safety and why these things still happen. Um, I think more so to the point with this one, the thing that was quite upsetting over the, over that weekend was that it really needed uh, a social media traction to get it into the mainstream news. Whilst it might have been touching here, there, and everywhere uh, on on a on a little little site here or whatever, they were, they were saying something along the lines of seventy five percent of the media coverage that that day was yeah. around Strictly, rather than this. Whereas obviously when when things were flipped and it was a it was a white lady, I don't want to you know I don't want to bring race into it, but unfortunately we have to. When it was a white girl that this had happened to, something similar had happened to. Literally, it was everywhere. People were breaking lockdown, having vigils. Let's get let's get this found. Let's get let's get bring it home or get it found. Bring it home or get it found. And it needed a social media um, campaign drive hashtag for it to actually gain some traction. And you know, luckily it has. Luckily it has. It has raised awareness. It has started to make make, make mainstream news, and there has it has led to an arrest. I believe he got charged today. Um, it's just a shame. It's such a shame that it's, you know, A, that it happened, B, the circumstances behind how we had to, like, get some attention to the situation as well. Um, why, do you think, why do you think that they're so slow to report on uh, ethnic minority issues? Oh, well, horrific fucking events, not an issue. Um, but not when it comes to an equivalent white person. You know why though, right? You don't need me to answer that. We all know why. It's all, it's, it's, it's systemic. It's systemic. It's, it's... Are you saying the BBC is to blame? I wouldn't blame one particular organisation. I'm just picking no. an outlet, you know, any I, particular I media outlet. One, I, won't, I, won't, I literally would not blame one particular outlet because it is systemic. It is literally the entire um, news organisation, really. The, mm -hmm. the networks, everything, um, you know, it's, it's almost as if the face didn't fit, right? The face didn't fit to go on the back of a milk carton as they would have done back in the day, so they wouldn't have done it. Same, similar thing here. And I'm really, really glad, you know, one, one, one thing that I actually should highlight here and point out is a lot of the people that woke up during COVID, woke up during... Um, this whole Black Lives Matter movement and and uh, Me Too movement and whatever, a lot of the same people kept that same energy over the weekend. So I saw it a lot on my Instagram feed, a lot on Twitter, where people were saying, raise awareness on this, raise awareness on this, raise awareness on this. From all ethnicities, all genders, um, and that's what was nice to see. Like, actually, do you know what? Whilst they might forget, us down here, we're going to make sure that they aren't allowed to forget or aren't allowed to sweep under the carpet, which is really refreshing. It was actually really nice. What about the aspect of them not holding a vigil at the time? I think, I believe now one's been held because I remember the sister was did a speech at it. Uh, but normally, as soon as somebody's, you know, killed or, or something atrocious happens, they have their vigils and stood there with the candles. And I know it's not, we're not in America where they do it for, for absolutely anything and everything. <laughs> but over here, although it's not as common, 
in London it is. It's far more commonplace no, on the think, vigil do, down there. Do, do you think some of that was based on, obviously for the vigil to happen, it needs somebody to organise it, right? Do you think some of that was probably because it is an Asian thing? And I don't mean this to sound like a slight or anything. I just think we as a community, our first thing would not be, let's hold a vigil for my sister. Mm-hmm. Do, do you know what I mean? The first thing that we'd be thinking is, where is she? Let me find out what's happened. Let me control my mum. But my you sister, wouldn't whatever, hold right? the vigil, right? It would be your community, your community leaders. Yeah. yeah. Where well, are I the community think... leaders? No, I don't know. But like you said, a vigil has been held. Yeah. Not attended by the Duchess of Cambridge, but that's another conversation. But a vigil has been held. <laughs> um, I'll tell you who would have attended if she was here. Shamima Begum. No. <laughs> In a fucking vested cap. <laughs> now, I'm on about the other Duchess would have been there. The Meghan oh, yeah, Markle. Yeah. Meghan definitely she would have 100% been there. Oh, been there. And oh, Harry would have been there front and centre. Yeah, Harry would have organised it. Yeah. Harry would have organised it. Oh, uh, uh, Prince Haroon. Exactly, him and Cristiano. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, in all seriousness, like, yeah, it, it, it has been organised now and it has... It's just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to say. I don't know if it's because of the timings or whatever, but basically, like, you know, as, as horrible as the situation has been, hopefully they are getting the right person and it is going to lead to some sort of closure in what happened. It's just shit. It's just absolutely shit. Like, I'm sorry to go off on a tangent now, but like I said, I've, it's led to some very uncomfortable conversations to be had with, like I said, my wife and um, About my what? sister. Just with regards to women's security, mm-hmm. women's safety. Like she was literally walking five minutes from her home to meet a, a friend. And women have to think about their own safety. They're told, don't, don't listen to music. Walk where it's lit. Try and walk with a friend. Try and do this. I we mean, don't have it, any of that issue. Well, we do. I mean, that's common advice that's given to everybody. I wouldn't. I'll tell you right now. I'll tell you right now. There is no way in hell. There is no way in hell. Somebody said to you, do you know what, Wade? When you're walking home from uni, just make sure you walk with a friend. Don't wear any music and don't... Bollocks, man. 100% it is commonplace advice for everybody. And and if you've not heard this, you've heard it now on the Wading Podcast. (laughs) All 20 people can hear this. People, I'm not saying that it should be specific to women or all the rest of it, etc. That's, that's not the issue. I'm just saying it's common knowledge. Don't walk when it's dark. <laughs> no, but that's common sense, right? And I, and I get that, right? Again, I've just been away on holiday. You know, if you're in somewhere that you don't know, you don't yeah. necessarily want to be walking the streets at night, blah, 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 blah. I get that. I do. I do. I do and I'm not saying that. that that's right, that that advice exists. I'm just saying that that advice isn't specifically aimed at women, no, but it's probably more but, relevant but, to them. But specifically for women, right? Mm-hmm. Specifically for women, these things have been said. Yeah, yeah. Of but course. why should they have to? When we don't have to, we can leave, you can leave your house now and go to Tesco's or Sainsbury's or other, any other supermarket that you want, walk there at 10 o'clock at night and you're going to feel safe. You're not going to feel threatened. You're not going to feel like, oh shit, I shouldn't be really doing this. Whereas a woman will have to think, Right. Have I got my key? Uh, not my keys. Have I got my phone? Have I got this? Have I got that? It's like, you know, when uh, they text their friends. So my uh, 
my missus was saying like you know if they if they go out for a meal or something and then all the girls will be like let's text each other when you get in mm. to make sure that you got home safe all that does is let you know that they've made it in okay if something actually happened to them it just prolongs the the agony right it just means somebody knows that you're missing doesn't make them safer yeah, yeah of course it that, right? yeah, yeah completely agree yeah and that and, and that's that was the point of this is this is a fucking male problem that needs to be addressed but there is a short-term fix for it unfortunately you know what can you do these fucking sickles unfortunately are around but it's not that you can test them to find out if they're a sickle before and then put an intervention in place you can only put the intervention in place afterwards and some of these fuckers are opportunists as well you know you know you hear people saying oh yeah castrate them lock them up they need shooting, blah, blah, blah. But the problem is they've already done what they've done then, haven't they? That's the problem. It's always after the fact that you can then say yeah. that this person has done what they've done. It all goes back to what we've always talked about. It's all about education. All about education. Is it not about power? Is it not about somebody? And in most cases, obviously, we know it's men. <laughs> looking to use an opportunity to overpower another individual. So in this case, it's a woman. It's a woman. I know, for example, I wouldn't go up to, I, if I needed a Tesco and there was only one open and it was at fucking Manor Top, <laughs> I wouldn't comfortably go in there, right, without texting my family <laughs> and then letting oh, them know yeah, I've come man. home safe. No, no, but on a serious yeah, note, there's places even you wouldn't but, go, right? The, on a serious note, right, things like, yeah, but it's a lot scarier than going to Tesco's at Manor Top. No, no, I, I agree no with that. What, what, Tesco, what I'm Top, saying right? is, is that, is it not more about the fact that it's because the man's trying to, he's using opportunity to overpower another man, another man. Whether it be a man looking, or a woman. Obviously, he's, looking, he's looking for, oh, do you know what? I could get a quick fix here. Mm. That's, that's, do you know what I mean? And that's the yeah. problem. Yeah, Women should, yeah. you know, there's this thing on, it was on BBC about in card if they're having qr codes and advertising boards all over the city and they've got designated safe spaces where it's like a little bus shelter or something yeah. where you can sit wait for a taxi or or like you know gather together and then go somewhere together or whatever like a, i don't know the full specifics behind it but it sounds like a decent idea but they're only doing it for two weeks doing freshers week yeah it should be something like that permanently. It shouldn't have to be like that. Again, we should be able to trust everybody in this society, but we don't. We live in a society where people are from all different mixes and thoughts and whatever, right? But um, that'll come down to funding. That'll come down to we don't want to. We can't afford to to keep that up. You know, the opportunity cost of having a board with a QR code versus Heinz Beans might want to fucking put a board up or something. Well, we can't. We can't pass that up. That's that's all it is but it's yeah but you should be in fear of seeing heinz beans with it being the, the capitalist aspect <laughs> no they have a right to be it, there i'm, the I'm is, sure you'd agree but, but the thing is like I've, I've i've always said to you right there's elements of capitalism that i agree with but there'll always be elements of it that i don't agree what, what, with. what do you want them to do so you want them to educate them you want them to to at the schools at the universities at whatever yeah they provide the education I think we just got to carry on educating as we are educating and in the interim do you agree with the the where there's interim steps being you know taken the interim advice at least until the the, the problem is resolved such as 
whatever, don't go at night, don't go by yourself, don't do X, Y, and Z, etc., etc. I don't agree with it, but it's it's common sense, right? I don't. The reason why I don't agree with it is because in an ideal world, you wouldn't want it, right? You wouldn't want to, to be living in a world where you have to do that, but unfortunately, we do. Um, for me, it's more it's more about um, just raising awareness. Like I said, a lot of a lot of people have woken up. You know, I hate I hate the term woke. I really do. But a lot of people have changed over the last two years. Yep. Their eyes have opened up with regards to uh, racial issues and um, and issues with regards to the opposite opposite sex and whatnot. I think it's I think it's really really important that we carry on down that road of educating. You know, people understanding consent a lot better now and things like that. I think that's what it is. I think we just got to carry on down this journey and hopefully, hopefully, you know, inshallah, we we as a society fix up. Because these problems happen everywhere, not just here. It'll I'm glad you said everywhere. that. I'm glad you said that because I was going to get onto that next. An equivalent issue exists anywhere else in the brown world, and it is heightened. It's absolutely. It's it's not safe. Look how backwards these fuckers are. They don't do. They don't allow their women. Can you believe it? They tell their women not to go out after Maghreb, right? They come out with all that kind of shit. But as soon as the white man says the exact same thing, it's, oh, well, you know, okay, it's interim advice and, you know, it's not right that we give this advice, etc. So why isn't it the same? Why isn't it treated the same? Why isn't I, the I oppression know, of women, which where they give the same advice, right? If, if, if a Muslim man was to say to his wife, in anywhere else in the world, you know, make sure you're back before old Maghreb, <laughs> he would be deemed... You know, everything under the sun, right? I don't need to get into it. <clears throat> but if it's said over here, it's not treated the same. Why is that? I don't know. You tell me. What's your opinion on it? I've done a lot of talking. Just that. It's, it's the level of injustice when it comes to that aspect that anything, anything that we are deemed to do is treated on an, an exponential scale of 100, right? Or whatever that guy was selling his fucking pills at. <clears throat> That's exactly how it is. Whether it's in the Far East, whether it's in the Middle East, as soon as they don't allow a woman to do something, and I'm not saying it's, it's, it's right or wrong or all the rest of it, we know it's terrible, the kind of shit that goes on. But even in the like-for-like like examples, it's not highlighted in the same way. They should be treated the same way then. Right? Who was, yeah, yeah. was it you saying that they, they didn't allow a team, somebody didn't allow a team to be submitted because they didn't have a women's team? That CQ did submit something on the on the. Day, right? <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Um, it was Afghanistan aren't allowed to participate in the World Cup cricket World Cup because they don't have a woman's team. Yeah. And and that's because they're going through something ridiculously shit right now. Yeah. Right. You think continue to promote sport so that because with sport comes a, a, a lot of inclusion and just by excluding the men's team because of the problems of their fucking government i don't believe is right to be right now but all the other instances where they've been excluding or not treating the women in the same way in the west just completely goes under the rug oh much man united didn't have a women's team until two years ago there you go biggest football club in the world and didn't have a women's team until two years ago. Yeah, but they are the greatest club, so we can ignore until that Christian, one. Is there another Christian, example? <laughs> until Cristiano decided he was going to come back, and I thought, right, we better, better move with the times. No, like, but you're right. But obviously, we're looking at it from a Western lens. So remember, mm -hmm. remember, we're looking at it from a Western lens. I wonder if the, I wonder if the lens is different on, on the other side. 
I wonder what an Arab or an Asian news would be saying about it. Do you reckon they're saying, see, they should listen to us. They should let her come in, come home after my grab. <laughs> they'll be like, look, get her. Get her Put a tracker on her. Yeah. Nah, so bad. I don't mean that. But like... They'll be like, what? what's she doing? It? <laughs> Why is she off to pub at that time of day? Actually, I don't even know what time it was. I think it was 3pm, actually. I don't think it was late at all. It wasn't late. It so the advice late. for the after dark is, uh, is terrible. I think I think it's one of them where it's... it's Unfortunately, you're looking at it from a, a bigger perspective mm. in regards to how we as a community are portrayed in the West. And that has always been because to fit the narrative and the agenda that they had up until a month or two ago when they've actually fully withdrawn from the from, from Afghanistan and out of the Middle East. Yep. But over the last 25, 30 years, it has always been about, yeah, we're going there to save them. We're the white saviour. That's all it's been. That's all it's been. All it's been. So hopefully, with this whole pull out of Afghanistan and whatnot, it might change. Will I hold my breath on it? No. And I'm sure Burfi will send me a voice note to tell me, "Are you stupid? Why are you even saying that?" Yeah. But um, you know, it's one of them where we can't change that because that's what has been utilised to not dehumanise us. That's that's wrong. But like to make us seem inferior and. And the West is going there to fix us. Yeah. But they can't fix themselves. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Speaking of that, so just, just moving on slightly from it. Switzerland, or recently, and I believe they're holding the vote. I don't know if it, the vote's taking place or not. It's not relevant to our conversation, but I'm just using it as an example. They're voting to legalize uh, gay marriage. Okay. Now, I believe in the article that I read, it said something like, there's about 22 countries or 26 countries in the world that have legalized gay marriage. Should the East be expected to today be at the same level and point as the West with respect to their thinking? And this is what winds me up because in the West, we're going through it now. How can we expect everybody else to get there at the same time? Right. Mm hmm. So no, is the answer. Do you expect them to catch up? And if yeah. yes, how long? How long would you give them? Where in the East are we talking? South Asia. I think South Asia is a tough one because of the religious aspects of it, right? Mm -hmm. um, I mean, that's, that's just with the... Oh, just use that as an example, the gay marriage. In, in any other respect... You know, I know, like, for example, Saudi only recently allowed women to start driving, for example. Exactly. You know, that one could have probably been brought up to scratch significantly sooner, right? But I know in, I think it was in Russia, they, they went, actually, I think they went back on the original law. So they, they acknowledged rape in marriage. And then I believe Putin rescinded that law. And now rape in marriage doesn't exist. Something to that effect. And, and that's in the West. So what, do you expect us, if America decides they're going to do something, or Britain decides they're going to do something, the East are expected or held to the same level today? Because that's the way the news reports it, right? Of course it is. That's the way the news reports it. You know, this whole, look, look, look. Uh, we've got to define it as the Western Hemisphere, right? So mm -hmm. you, we include Australia, New Zealand into that, and maybe South Africa where their morality or sense of morality they feel is superior to other people 
And unfortunately, therefore, once they decide on something, their whole um, media outlet mm -hmm. will then say, look, look, look at how progressive we are. Yep. It's like, motherfuckers, you still were having segregation up until 30 years ago in South Africa. Yeah. Black people were still second class citizens 60 years ago, 70 years ago. Yep. Like, how can you now all of a sudden be the be all and end all of, of morality in the world? It was illegal like, to be gay even in this country. There was the guy and his name, I should know, Alan Turing, who they chemically castrated famously. Uh, and that was what, in the 60s, I believe that was? So now that's 60 years ago. Wasn't he the guy who won his award? Is that what I think of someone else? Yeah, he did, yeah. He, he uh, developed the he Enigma machine. Something. Decoded the yeah. Enigma machine, yeah. And, uh, and he's famous for the capture. So whenever you have to type in the capture thing on Google or whatever it else is, apparently he, he's something to do with that. Uh, what was the point I was making? Yeah, sorry, that was 60 years ago. And then they've legalized it and they're like, wait, look at us. Yeah. We've been gay friendly since day dot because this is what we've done today. Which is... Three years ago or something. Yeah, it's like, fucking what? Are we just going to now ignore the atrocities? Now, that doesn't mean that that makes it okay for any atrocities to be committed to specialist characteristic groups or anything like that in the yeah. East. Yeah. I'm just saying, though, just to expect them to then say, well, it's legal here. Should be fucking legal there. They've still got to... They're, they're not even... They're third world countries for a fucking reason. A lot of them haven't even hit that industrial revolution. Like, they are way, way, way fucking behind. But they've all got iPhones, man, so let's not go there. They haven't hit an industrial revolution. <laughs> no, but they're not manufacturing <laughs> it themselves, are they? <laughs> Neither is the West. It's all being made in China. I believe, what are you talking about? I believe he's moving that as well. I think he's going to Vietnam or something. But, yeah. Yeah, I think... I think... I think... With I'm taking the gay marriage out of it, but just in general, yeah, like when morality changes in the West, yeah. I think there will come a time when the East will catch up. I think it's inevitable that they will catch up, probably because of financial pressures. Like now, Afghanistan, if they are really heavily reliant on cricket money, will have to make a tough decision, right? Probably won't. They'll just carry on selling heroin to the West instead. Yeah. But if they didn't have that to fall back on and they needed it, that's what they'll do. Similarly, you know, if China says we're not going to do it, they'll be like, right, we'll exclude you from the Olympic Games. They might think, well, actually, we probably want to do that. Do you know what I mean? So the yeah. financial pressure that might come with that might do that. But um, the laws that will be there because of religious aspects, I think they'll be a lot tougher to overturn. And I don't think they will be overturned. Certainly not in my lifetime, I don't think. There's too much controversy for that to happen, I think. There was the uh, representative Liz Cheney. So she famously came out yesterday uh, and announced that now she goes back on her original statement that gay marriage is wrong. Okay. Okay. And again, it's not for us to get into the whole gay marriage aspect. I just use it as an example because is it, does she now get a right to come out and go back on her comment from 10 years earlier? Bearing in mind that she's a representative bearing in mind that she's used her platform to prevent, to stifle uh, any kind of growth within that community to allow it to expand or whatever else it needs. Should she now 10 years later be able to say, actually, my sister's gay and we're making up, so everything's great now, everything's hunky-dory. Love is love. 
What would you do in that situation? But she's created damage. She's damaged the community. She has. She has. But uh, are we not allowed to grow? Well, if she genuinely has, right? Because obviously the big, the big skepticism that you and I will both have is she's she's only saying this because society's changed a little mm-hmm. bit. And she's got to go with the time, right? But if she's genuinely accepting it, genuinely changed, she's allowed that, surely, right? Maybe you, you would agree with that. I don't know. I don't know. Actually, I don't know. I think. You've damaged the community, whatever the community is. You you backed it to the hill all these fucking years. Is it enough now to just come out and say, you know what, I'm sorry, no, I didn't agree? It's not enough. There's, there should certainly be some form of reparations. Now, maybe if she were behind the scenes going about and making things happen and all the rest of it. But even then, even then, just, just trying to resolve your own conscience surely is not enough. When mm. Churchill fucking created family in India, if he'd have just come back later and said, actually, you know what, chaps, I got it wrong. I'm sorry. Here's a fucking couple of chapatis on the house, right? <laughs> Next time you're in fucking London, two chapatis for everyone. You wouldn't just fucking say, oh, all right, yeah, 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 actually, top mate, top lad. Those people are fucking dead. Like, people have died because they're a special, special characteristic group, whether it's as a consequence of bullying or, you know, whatever else police brutality whatever else is it enough now for all the hurt you've created just to just to even have the platform to say that how did she have the bollocks to say it? yeah that's 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 the thing how does she have the balls to say it? how can you be so ignorant or so self-assured if somebody was being a racist for 20 years uh which is which i, I want to get into next but if, if, if nigel farage is like i'm a fucking racist 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 uh, and for legal purposes, I'm not saying he is. <laughs> he can't be racist, man. He married a German woman. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course he is, yeah. <laughs> but if he did, let's just say, we'll, we'll call him Michael Farage, right? Yeah. Michael Farage is like, I'm racist, racist, racist. And then 20 years later, after making sure that, you know, we, we end up in a situation where people, the BLM movement becomes a laughing stock. He's laughing at people taking their knee. All the bullying that the three uh, black football play- players received, he was behind it, all the rest of it, and they said, I got it wrong. Would you accept it? No. Nah. But you would agree that he has the right Even to if... change his mind? The only reason he would change, the only reason Michael Fraud would change his mind is if, because what, if one of his daughters, baby daddy, was yeah. a black guy. <laughs> <laughs> and therefore he had a grandchild that was mixed race and he's like shit do you know what i can't carry on saying what i've been saying yeah, yeah. that's the only reason it'll happen oh he's then gonna go go somewhere with the baby daddy the baby daddy's like built like shaquille or neil <laughs> <laughs> i was only joking Shaq. i was only joking <laughs> exactly exactly no it's it's tough though isn't it because you've got you've got a you, you as a humanist uh, Jeremy Wade, I've got to believe in second chances. I uh, I think right, and you've got to think that people are allowed to grow and evolve as people once they are presented with different kinds of information. I just think I think the the thing that we've got to look for here is there's got to be some sort of compensation, reparation, some sort of this is this is what you've got to do to be allowed to now change your mind. Like what? What would be an appropriate reparation? For Michael Farage. Uh, even for, or for Liz Cheney, anybody. I don't know. 
I actually genuinely don't know. I think that everybody's entitled to growth and everybody should be able to change their mind, whether that's from left to right or right to left, whatever it is. You that's know? why we have conversations, right? Yeah. Everybody's entitled to that, us. except, except in the instance of a Michael Farage and a fucking Liz Cheney, they shouldn't be allowed to whilst they're in office. If yeah. she was actually sorry, give up your office. Recognize that you use that office to fucking deprive people. Yeah. Now, give it up and then apologize and say, look, I've come to that realization. I realize I've used this office for her. I'm no longer a part of it. Then you know what? Thumbs up. She's yeah. changed her mind and she goes to the side and does whatever she's going yeah, to do. Yeah, it's when she's making money by flip-flopping. That's the problem. Yeah. And that's, there you go. There's a case in point of what is the correct reparation, in my opinion. Michael Farage, the prick, he's done the damage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's fucked up. And he's fucked up. Yeah. Selling your wealth management solutions because the interest rates are so low. <laughs> interest rates Dickhead. are so low. GB news. Listen to this one. I don't know if you've heard this. Uh, but I just want to bring it up to make sure I've got their name correct. Uh, Britain's first is back. Britain first is back. So they're famously... Uh, what happened to them? They, they, they disappeared in 2017. I believe they didn't register in time. Something to the Electoral Commission. So And then they, they just, you know, dispersed, I suppose. But they're back. They've got a leader now, Paul Golding. Uh... How do you feel about Britain First, another racist group, I was prominent just, racist group? I was just chewing my nails, shit in my pants. <laughs> they might be out there on What's the street. What's his name? Paul Golding. Let me have a look at him. The watchdog said the official application met the legal criteria. Oh, they've come, they're, they're back as a legal party. Yeah. Do you remember when they used to do the, oh, we're going into a church and we're going to try and raid a mosque? There he is, let's have a look at him. Oh, it's the same guy. It's the same guy that's always been, it's always been the same guy. So he's not changed. He was sentenced to eight weeks imprisonment for breaching a court order, banning him from entering a mosque or encouraging others to do so in England and Wales in December 2016. I mean, he's out to create problems for our community. His sole agenda is to create problems. Yeah. And the, the state is doing absolutely sweet fuck all to protect us. They won't do because it's freedom of speech, right? Here we go. Far right group Britain first registers as a political party. But have they done anything since like 2018, 2019? I'm not seeing them do fuck but all. Because no, ever since Brexit's happened, I feel like they've, done, they've just lost everything. Yeah. But they had to go, didn't they? They had to go in 2017. They didn't re-register and that was it. So they disappeared. Yeah, but they don't they have to be a political party after 2017. They, they weren't a political party when they were going into takeaways and saying, why are you serving halal meat? Yeah, true, very that true. That was just a bunch of scumbags. Yeah. But that's what they are, a bunch of scumbags. I'll, I'll do what, you know, your deputy leader's been saying, calling people scumbags all week. <laughs> oh, actually, actually. More, <laughs> yeah, more interestingly, other than this fucking knob who's going to bring about so, 20 people to do a, a shitty march. So he'll come and do a march. He's going to come and do marches in Oldham and Oxford and Rotherham and all of these places. Like, oh, yeah, we need to protect our, the white indigenous community. But it's going to do fuck all. He's going to he's going to he's going to get the same. Fucking brain dead individuals to to follow him but he's never going to do anything significant there's no point even thinking about it to be honest what about when we we thought something similar of ukip and they performed considerably well in the elections yeah but ukip managed to get 
a lot of middle class vote, right? And a lot of elderly votes. Elderly people aren't going to vote, aren't going to, aren't going to protest with Britain first, are they? No, no, true. But th- th- this could just be their, their far right to... arm of their party. No, Do you know what I mean? They're just, they're appealing to the skinhead vote, aren't they? The yeah. old school, the old school skinhead vote. That's what they're appealing towards, right? The violent football hooligan. I'm sorry to take the piss out of working class football fans. I'm not because I myself am a working class football fan. But the hooligan types, that's what they're appealing to. You could appeal to, you know. Are you working dark. class? Of course, I'm working class. I mean, that's a pretty fancy set of decks that working class people have these days. It's not, it's not set. It's Ooh, not, it's working it's class one, is good. It's one. It's one set, um, and it's from a charity shop. Yeah. <laughs> that's and exactly I, where middle class shop. <laughs> and I got. And I got my headphones from the same Beats My Drew guy that you got. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's a good one, isn't he? He's a good one. <laughs> so he's the guy with the foam roller in the back. He also sells the DVDs as I got, well. I got, I got, I got, go, yeah, so there's the guy with the foam roller in the back. Oh, see, so that's what you use it for. <laughs> I'll use it to keep the door open. <laughs> well, yeah. It's an expensive doorstop, that. All um, Angela Rayner calling that guy, calling Boris Johnson scum. Should she be allowed to get away with that? 100%. Why? But that's probably because I lean towards her, right? Yeah. Why not? Well, if, if Bojo... you do scummy things, you do scummy things, right? If Bojo had called a person of colour a scum, would you accept it? And say, well, he did a scummy thing? Yeah. Why? He's not, he's not calling him a brown scum, is he? Or black scum. He's calling him scum. Is that the language you expect from RMPs? Surely they're being held to a yes. higher degree. Otherwise, they're just yeah. no better than Britain's first. No, 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 no. I, I, I think I quite like it. It's quite refreshing that somebody's calling him out on his shit. To be mm. fair, that's the only reason I like it. Is because I feel like somebody's got the bottle to to use something as severe as scum. But come on, man, scum sounds a lot worse than it is, though, isn't it? My, my favourite <laughs> part of it. Got a lot further than scum. I, I've not got the quote up, but my favourite part of it is she says. Uh, Boris Johnson is a racist, a sexist, a homophobe, and he's scum. Something like that. And the Tory party responded, he's not scum. <laughs> so yeah, so you are definitely racist and all the rest of it, misogynistic. No, but, she, but he's not but scum. She, Rescind that they part. Double, they doubled down, didn't they? And they asked her to apologise. She goes, I will apologise when he apologises for what he's written about Muslims, and coloured people and and transgenders. Are you a red? Are you Labour? Am I a what? Labour. Red. I'm left leading. I'm left... not a member of any political party. No, no, party. not a member, but would you support the Labour Party of all the current existing parties? Um Unfortunately, because of the way our political system is set up, and our, this podcast is becoming very boring now for the third-party listeners. Uh-huh. But because of the way our political party political system is set up, unfortunately, because there's no PR and it's first past the post, there's only you. Realistically, whilst you can vote for as many of the other parties as you want, there's only really an option between a red and a blue, right? But you can if still you you can support somebody else and still know the, the reality. I'm definitely a green. Yeah. 100% I'm a green. And why hasn't the boy Keir Starmer said anything like this? Why isn't he calling out Boris Johnson? Why hasn't he, was he asked left by a deputy leader? Because like you said, he, our politicians are meant to be held to a higher regard, right? Mm-hmm. They're meant to have higher standards. And if this guy is trying to promote himself to be the next 
prime minister, he probably shouldn't be using language like that. I want to... Would um, your boy JC have used language like that? JC would never have. But JC is an absolute gent. An absolute gent. <laughs> He's never ever made his missus pay for a dinner. Never. That's because he's been fiddling the books. <laughs> yeah, he released his tax forms. <laughs> but this is what winds me up, right? The guy was so transparent. Like, his expenses were so fucking basic. Yeah. The guy would catch trains to go places rather than planes like fucking scum. <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy, isn't it? It's crazy the world that oh, we've ended was. up in. Yeah. We've ended up without him. Last thing. Last thing I want to go on to before we call it time. One of the greatest, I'm going to use that word, one of the greatest R&B singers of all time. Mr. R. Kelly. Do, Do we, we want people to switch off from this podcast by talking hip-hop and well, music? We're not going to talk about the hip-hop aspect. Although, what does the R stand for? Isn't it Robert? Robert Kelly? Fuck off. Robert. It's I'm not sure. Robert Kelly. Sure it's Robert, you know. I think. I might be wrong. <clears throat> Let me bring up his Wikipedia page. Yeah, Robert Sylvester <laughs> Kelly. Sylvester, what a okay, fucking Robert. name. He's gone down in my books now. Anyway. <laughs> Robert. <laughs> Off there, you were backing him saying, oh, no, he didn't do anything wrong. It <laughs> was all right with him, weeing on her and all that shit. <laughs> weeing on her. I need to watch the documentary still yet. But I've I won't get it once. Now that I know he's going around pissing on everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, does it, does it change your mind? Obviously, he's been convicted of all the charges and all the rest of it. Again, that's not for us to get into. Would you still listen to his music? Is there uh, still... Ge genuinely, genuinely... You didn't listen I to him in the first place. I don't listen to his music. You weren't listening to I Believe I Can Fly. When I was a kid, yes. Get and, on. Only because, and only because of Michael Jordan. Every right? time you've got a basketball in your hands and you're jumping, you're like, I believe I can fly. No, 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 genuinely, no. The only song that over the last probably 15 years of his that I hear mm. regularly is Ignition. Oh, and, yeah. that's because, and that's because it's on when you're out and about. Remix or original? Probably the, probably the original, right? I don't know. I, don't, I, I genuinely I don't know. Remix. To be fair, but, they're the only two songs of his I can tell you. <laughs> remix to Ignition and uh, even the original Ignition. one, to be fair. And I believe I can fly. I couldn't tell you the vast majority of the rest. I've probably heard them and not known it was R. Also Kelly. On, uh, um, what, uh, Fiesta I'm Fiesta When he goes Chilling in my 4.6 at the lights Gonna be VIP for the night That one I, I mean Unless you're gonna, gonna sing it YouTube it I'm Unless gonna you're sing gonna it. sing it for us I'm not gonna sing it I'm not gonna sing it uh, But there was Fiesta as well But um, Nah He's Bro he's been finished for what Best part of 15 years 20 years He's been finished Ever since these accusations First Came to light it's been finished. When when accusations like this come to light, when you're charged, does that change your legacy? And and I don't mean in terms of how people think of him today. What, what I'm referring to is in terms of what you accomplished in the past. Yeah, of course it does. Why? Unfortunately, it does because it kind of shows you what kind of human being you are. Unfortunately, right, as human beings, there's certain people that we would never want to believe they would never be accused of that, right? Mm -hmm. There's one that glaringly stands out. Nobody, you were, you, the world was divided, slap bang down the middle with Michael Jackson, mm -hmm. 
Like, he, nah, he can't, he couldn't have done it. Well, I wouldn't say the world was down the, the middle. There was the 99% that knew he was innocent yeah, and exactly. some scrags trying to make some money out of it <laughs> on the other side. <laughs> but thinking about it objectively, with regards to what I've just said, if you're ever accused of it, it tarnishes your legacy. Mm-hmm. Has to. Because it shows you what kind of person you are. And unfortunately, the entertainment industry is very fucking murky and fucked as it is. You know, with Harvey Weinstein and everything. So it's just messed up, man. It's just messed up. And of course, it's going to tarnish your legacy. Yeah, it doesn't affect the, your ability as a singer. doesn't affect the amount of music that you sold. But if you're a fucking shitter, not shitter, but just a predator and a pervert on the way to doing it. But he, he was the singer. He probably wrote some of these and all the rest of it. But there's many of the people that worked on it that will rely on that music being utilised and played as a source of income. Right? There are people losing out now because of the Mute R. Kelly campaign. So they should, they should fucking sue him then, right? I don't even know is that, how feasible is even that. Probably. But the thing is, what you've got to remember, the people that you're talking about, the only people that would be getting royalties 10, 15 years down the line was the producer, mm-hmm. ghostwriter and the singer. Yeah. You know, the execs in that have already been paid. And I would like to think that they would have probably written or produced something else as well, that they aren't solely relying on the ignition or fiesta. And if they're not, if they haven't? Fucking go, get the keyboard back out and stop. All right, so on that, up. why isn't Harvey Weinstein's films being stopped or muted? Because he didn't do anything. He, just, he didn't make anything. He produced him. He produced him. He just, well, let's say produced him. He just provided the money to back it. He wasn't okay. a fucking director or anything like that. And he was using his position of power to get aspiring actresses and actors to do shit. Yeah. So he made the things happen. He might not have been front and center, but he yeah. that film is yeah. his because he's left the fucking market. So what do you want to? So what do you want to do? I just want to like any money off it. I just wonder he's why. Not making any money off it. Who's not making any money off it? Harvey Weinstein. His family probably are. Probably not. Why not? The same reason why you're saying about R. Kelly. The Weinstein company still exists. R. Kelly's not being cancelled, like with regards to the, you can't listen to his music. You can go, you can open up your Apple Music right now and listen to Fiesta if you want, or Remix to Ignition. All right, let me He's read this out to you. Let, let me read this out to you. The music streaming service Spotify announced on May 10 it was going to stop promoting or recommending music by both R. Kelly and Triple X Tension. Spotify stated, we don't censor content because of an artist or creator's behavior, but we want our editorial decisions, what we choose yeah. to program to reflect our values. Yeah. So they're taking him off the front page, effectively. We're never on the front page. Neither was this XXXTentacion, as Joe Budden calls him, uh-huh. before he passed away. He, he's died as well. He, he would have been utilizing him. Spotify playlists. He'll be there. Yeah. And if he's on a playlist, he'll still be there. It's just, you know, when you open up Spotify, mm. the, the front splash page said new music tailored to you or based on who else you've been listening to, look at R. Kelly. I, d- I just wonder, I'm going to ask this question and then we'll leave it at that. <clears throat> R. Kelly is, is, is a black artist. He's, he has his own company. He, he does everything. He writes everything. We're muting him, not cancelling him, but hiding him and all that kind of malarkey. And anything that he's involved in is now tarnished. Weinstein, his films are still there. The films are still making money. The company still exists. They've just got a new chairman. It's all continuing, full throttle. And that's all built on the back of all the shit that that fucker did. 
But find me a white person who's done that in the, in music or a black person that's done that in films so we can compare. Because the two things aren't comparable. Well, you never whilst get... there are arts, whilst there are arts, they are very different with regards to how how the power was dealt. And he's been accused of... What's he been accused of? Uh, having a cult. Weinstein. With, no. R. Kelly. R. Kelly. And underage... And underage... Having sex with a minor, I think it was having a cult of women, like he'd have them brainwashed to stay with him and shit. Yeah. So, find, find me a white artist that's done that. No, but then but, you could compare it whether or not. I, I agree. I agree that the crimes are not the same, but no, nevertheless, no, no, I mean the crimes. I mean the disciplines that they are operating in isn't the same. It's like comparing a tennis player with a fucking fisherman. But why does it need to be the same? Rape is rape, right? I'm not saying that, I'm not sure what where we're at with that. What, so did R. What, Kelly. What you're talking about, what I'm saying is what you're talking about, the the impact that society is having mm-hmm. isn't based on his colour. It's it's because of what, how they operate. So Spotify can stop promoting him. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Cineworld will stop promoting Harvey Weinstein's things, but you can't compare Netflix the two. Hasn't. I don't know. Can you name me a Harvey Weinstein fucking film? Uh, not offhand, but I'll tell you right now. Do you want me to tell you? And they're massive, these films. Django Unchained. Kill Bill. Lord of the Rings. Uh, the Upside. With that, that one had Kevin Hart. Death Proof. That was... Uh, what's his name? Quinton Tarantino time. Fucking Paddington, scary movie, Scream, the shitloads, like absolutely shitloads of films that he's made and, and he's involved in. And they're still constantly there around the clock. So what do you want to do? I just, I just want it to be a singular rule that can be applied across the board. So you were talking about the people that were affected by R. Kelly not having royalties now. So now Kevin Hart won't get paid. And Marlon Wayans won't get paid for scary movies. Yeah, so, so it should be one rule for everybody. Uh, or one way or the other. Either... But, it, but it's not the same space though, is it? No, it'd have to be Netflix or Amazon or somebody like that doing it. Yeah, like, I don't know. I think it's different. I think it is different. But you're right. I understand what you're trying to say. I just don't know how you would do that. In my opinion, either you they commit the crime, they tarnish the legacy, and we mute them all. Whatever that is, to whichever degree that is, whether that's the minor crime and whatever the the line is, it's going to be a low bar, right? You know, I mean, fucking a singular rape should be enough. It shouldn't require a cult and all the rest of it to Mm. say, right, you're now on that list. Once you've committed that, either mute everybody or say, look, that was it then. Many people need it or rely on it or require it. He's not going to be involved any further and leave them to it. And get R. Kelly back on the front page. Let's get R. Kelly back on the radio. Fuck that, man. So, so, so. Right, Wishy. Unless there's anything Just else. Just before... Yep. Yeah. Two, two things that I wanted to touch on before we go. Go I, for I, it. I'm conscious of time, though. Uh, first thing says, when are you getting your HGV license now that Brexit has happened and uh, we need some more lorry drivers to come and deliver petrol because you've been filling up that Yaris. Panic buying petrol for that Yaris, aren't you? I'm still on a quarter tank yet, so I've not been able to go out. I'm going to wait for the panic buying to stop. Let the knobheads carry on. But... 
I'm I'm one of the people that they wanted to send back. So <laughs> they're not yet gonna give me a HGV license. <laughs> no, but how fucked up is that though, right? Everyone's panic buying, uh, where forecourts are having to close. Tesco's have done a good thing recently, where they've they've stopped serving it unless you're like you're an NHS worker, because like nurses and people out are waiting forty five minutes, an hour, an hour and a half, and then there's no fuel. That's capitalism for you. No, that's panic buying. That's fucking idiots. That's mugs. That's mugs for you. That's what it is. And then the it's advantage. Got to do with capitalism. It's yes, got it to do is. with capitalism. Um, and why are they? Why do they get to self-regulate that? Surely that's not right. Then that Tesco say, "Yep, only if you've got this NHS badge, then that means yeah. you need it." Yeah. Because everybody else is working from home because we're in a fucking pandemic. But a lot of the NHS, I mean, look at some of the doctors. They only see you on a fucking Zoom call nowadays anyway. And he's probably there topping up his car. Still need flashing petrol for his that. Badge. Still, still need petrol for that. Yeah, it is uh, ridiculous. This panic buying situation. Apparently, when I looked into it, the government had said that there was a couple of areas which were very low and close to running out. The media caught hold of it, reported it, and then it just spread like wildfire and people have determined that it's nationwide and they've got yeah, it was bp it was bp had a memo to the cabinet and that got leaked how the fuck that get leaked you tell me yeah um but you know it's just everything everything about it is just fucking pathetic honestly only in this fucking country right where we panic by petrol and when we had the pandemic everyone emptied the shelves like just fucking be normal literally yeah. just be normal once things have returned to normal it'll be fine but the minute you panic that's that's what happens Another thing I wanted to touch on um, was um, the England cricket team pulling out of Pakistan. Oh, yeah, good point, yeah. Um, so, basically, um, there was a huge controversy a few weeks ago when the Indian cricket team pulled out of the fifth and final test match. That was at Old Trafford because five days of that had been sold out. So Old Trafford had lost out on five days worth of uh, gate receipts. Um, the fans and Sky were denied a final match when the series was poised at 2-1. India were winning 2-1. They conceded the final test because some of their coaching yeah. staff had contacted the coronavirus. Um, everyone started kicking off saying, oh no, this is all to do with the IPL because coincidentally, at that time, the um, UAE... Um, had changed their COVID rules with regards to quarantining. Yeah. So the IPL has been delayed. It's no longer in India. It's in it's in Dubai, and they and they had a COVID rule where basically they had to um, self quarantine. I think for three days or five days before they went. So if they play that test match, they had to fly out there and quarantine. They wouldn't have been ready. Some of the players wouldn't have been ready for the IPL. And the conspiracy theories are saying, well, that's why they've they've done that. So there's a huge uproar in the UK around this time, uh, you know, I can't believe they've done that, I've chosen money, blah, 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 blah. Fast forward a couple of weeks, um, New Zealand are touring Pakistan at the moment, or they were, and they've been there for a week, trained, been out in the public, you know, heavily guarded, heavily under secure security, but heavily, you know, everything was safe. And on the day of the first match, they received a credible security threat. Yeah. And they panicked. I'm pulled out on the tour. Well, allegedly received a credible security threat. No, they, they, they never did. shared the, the security threat, did they? 
I think they did. Because I believe Ramiz Raja said that they made a, a, a unilateral decision, whereas they could have shared it with us, we could have worked yeah. around it and, and sorted yeah, yeah, something yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. Um, and literally a day later, the English cricket board have pulled out of their tour. And for those of you that don't know, this is the, the England tour was going to be uh, a monumental thing for, for Pakistan cricket because Pakistan cricket have not played any home games or hadn't played any home games for about 15 years in Pakistan. And Pakistan and India are both countries that are cricket mad, where cricket is described as part of their religion. And they'd had to play in Dubai, Sharjah, Abu Dhabi, you know, whether you've got 10 people in the crowd and that's inclu that's including the fucking coaches. Yeah. Um, so it was a big deal where over the last three years they've, they've reintroduced cricket into Pakistan. They've had home fans, they've done their own Super League, etc, etc. Teams like Sri Lanka and Bangladesh have toured. The MCC themselves from the from England toured. And this was a big statement piece where the ECB and the England cricket team were going to go and tour there. Uh, it was going to be a big thing as a reintroduction of Pakistan into the, into, into the fold. Obviously now conspiracy theorists are going wild saying it was the Indian cricket board that have got it cancelled because they're so influential and have got a lot of money behind them. But there isn't the same outrage over this. Yeah. Literally very, very little coverage. Very, li very little, you know, it's the, oh, we're sorry that they're not gone. The same people that were arguing about uh, and outraged at India leaving for financial reasons yeah. aren't now saying, well, that would have been massive for Pakistan. They're just saying, oh, players are sick of being in bubbles. That's why they've not done it. And I just wanted to highlight the fucking double standards and the hit. It's just like, literally two weeks ago, you were crying because India pulled out and you couldn't have a test match here, which would have generated you millions. But this is something that is pretty much a lifeline to cricket in Pakistan. Yeah, absolutely. One of the big three, one of the big three teams touring and you've just, and you're, you're just saying, oh, sorry, because players don't want to go out, players don't want to live in a fucking bubble. But you've been living in a bubble for the past two years for that. Yeah. What's changed? So, yeah, obviously, uh, They'll always continue to keep kicking Pakistan. They're an easy kick. Uh, they've got no power within the cricketing community, as do uh, you know the, the other cricketing nations other than England, Australia and India. There was something that I read. I was just trying to Google it and I, I couldn't find it. But when Pakistan were touring England a few years ago, <clears throat> there was a terrorist attack that occurred a few days before the test was due to play. And I can't remember if it said it was the... I believe it was the London Bridge attack where the knife men went around uh, and then you know the, the police have eventually stepped in. Uh, somebody may have died or got hurt. But anyway, there was a, a terrorist attack that occurred. It was either that or the Manchester one. One or the other. Pakistan turned up. Pakistan came yeah. up in. Pakistan fulfilled their obligations. They did everything. England, in the entire time that they've been, wherever they've been, because I believe England were only going to be there for four days, I think they said. They said literally they were going to just come out, play two 2020s, maybe a one day or something like that. A one one day. I a one one day, and then that was it. And it was, it's all going to be back-to-back -back stuff and off the shoe. So the article described it as, uh, it wasn't even a tour, it was just a, a weekend getaway. They were completely satisfied with the security that was being provided by Pakistan. Uh, 
and they've as of yet not provided a single explanation as to any credible threat that resulted in them leaving. And like you say, they mentioned this bubble fatigue and all the rest of the bollocks. Compensate the nation. Mush, England were in India when the Mumbai attacks happened. Yeah. And they stayed. Yeah. Because of this. Because of that. Money talks. They stayed bullshit, because of that. The, the BCCI is so powerful now, it's unbelievable. Literally, they've got England and Cricket Australia in the palm of hands. Yeah. And you're playing them, and they're the two main power brokers. They're, they're the three main power brokers of, of world cricket. And India and Pakistan have got their political difficulties, and I don't want to go into a conspiracy theory, but it's, it's plain and simple in front of you. You're literally there for four days, like you said. Yep. Fulfill your financial obligations if you're not going to do it. But it's not even about the money. Whilst it will be a massive thing for Pakistan, it's not even about the money. It's the credibility that it will give them for other teams to start touring. I'm sure South Africa were there last year. Yeah. I so think Windies have just been over there, haven't they? Yeah, Windies have been over there. So teams do go over there and they provide them with state-level security. Yeah. But the big three won't do it. What's next for Pakistan then? This is the problem, right? So, if Pakistan were having regular tours, I think their team would be getting stronger and stronger. Because of that, you're always fighting a losing battle and you're always going to stagnate, which is why they always have that label of being mercurial. On their day, they could be anybody. But what they lack is discipline, training facilities, proper training facilities, and experience. Mm -hmm. They don't get to go, they get to travel to all of these smaller 2020 leagues across the world and get a bit of experience, but they never go to the IPL where it's true pressure, true money, where you can actually change your life and change the way you think. They're excluded from that. Well, apparently they're not excluded. Not officially, but they are. The best batsman, the best T20 batsman for the last five years, I think, three out of the last five years, the statistically and wisdom voted best 2020 batsman mm. was Barbarazm. Barbarazm, yeah. Never got picked. Yeah. Bro, some of the Pakistani... Some of the England players of Pakistani origin wouldn't get picked. I'm sure Adil Rashid doesn't get picked. I think Moin Ali has been recently. Moin Ali's been picked, yeah. I know that much. I'm sure Moin Ali's been picked recently, but Adil Rashid didn't used to get picked. One of the best bowlers in T20 cricket. But isn't because that... Because of how outspoken he is. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because of how outspoken he is, <laughs> Moeen just keeps his mouth shut and collects his check. Moeen <laughs> says that. <laughs> I'm not bothered. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Left hand or right hand? Nah, Moeen's Moeen's been good. I think he announced his retirement yesterday. Moeen's been really good for this for the sport and for ethnic minorities in sport. He's been very very outspoken in English England cricket. And you know, we talk about this on the other podcast when England won the World Cup. They actually gave them their moment to celebrate with a trophy before saying, right, we're going to spray some champagne if you want to, if you want to go around to the side, you can do. Um, but I just wanted to bring that to light, the double standards, it, the hypocrisy. Is there a point where there. they have to stop relying on, effectively, the white dollar? We don't want the white saviour. We need those countries to come. Is there a way for them to diversify and say, well, actually, you know what? We'll do it ourselves. We'll do it a different way. I mean, in America, the the is it the football league and the base? I know the football league definitely has the two separate leagues, doesn't it? The NFL and the NFL. AFL. 
Because isn't it that the NFL winners and the AFL players play each other in the Super Bowl? AFC, they're two divisions. They're two divisions. They're not, they're not different sports, so they're all part of the same thing. Same money, same caps, everything. They're just classed as two divisions, but not in ability. No, but did they not start off, wasn't one a breakaway league, but then in order to bring it within the fold... I can't remember. I, I think something to that effect. So, so maybe. I, I, someone from America will, will clarify. But is yeah, there an opportunity for them to say, right, we're going to do our own the, thing? There is, but the, the problem is you've you've hit the nail on the head there. It's the the white dollar, right? Ultimately, when it comes to the, when it comes to twenty, uh, when it comes to like gate receipts and stuff, a test match in England will sell out mm -hmm. twenty twenty five thousand people there five days a week, five match series. Boom! Think about it, right? You go and see a test match in Pakistan. India's changing now, but Pakistan mainly, West Indies. Half crowds, if that, yeah, if that, right. So, 2020 is the thing that has revitalized cricket, has re really, really brought it to, uh, to the fore again because it's only a three hour investment, not a five day investment. Yeah, um, I think, I think your problem that you've got there is there is an argument for that. I would be hesitant against that because then you will get what I think is the biggest problem in another sport that was close to my heart that I've fallen out of love with, but boxing. There's four different regulatory bodies, four different world champions, four different mandatory challenges. There's no joined up thinking. And the minute you start to break away from it, what are you going to, what are you going to achieve? Well, you're one allows, but in the boxing, it allows it, doesn't it? You can be with the WBC and the WBA. I guess in, in, in what I'm proposing, you can only be one or the other. So Pakistan would effectively have to remove themselves from the ICC and then create their own regulatory body and all the rest of it, and then the other nations would fall into, into Nobody's that Nobody's got, no one's got the, no one's got the bottle or the financial clout to do that, in my opinion, other than India. Yeah, that is very true. And, other than um, India. Even Martin Shkreli couldn't fund that, I don't think. Yeah, well, not now. He has to sell that, <laughs> he even had to sell that Wu-Tang album. They confiscated it from him, didn't they? Yeah. He Somebody sat at home anymore. listening to it for free. Jabby fucker. <laughs> Would you listen to it? Stick it on Aries so we can download it. Yeah, yeah. All right, Machine. <laughs> All right, good to see you. Cheers. Don't forget, guys, like, share, subscribe, the usual stuff. You can find me at Yorkshire Gambit. Sneak some beats. I will. Oh, we got a special guest for you next week, assuming he shows up. There could, be, there could be two different ones. Oh, shit! <laughs> no, I said you've got one as well, haven't you? Yeah, I've reached out. I've reached <laughs> out. I don't know. I don't know whether it'll come back to us or not. I have reached out. But your guest is a, is a confirmed. Oh, is it potential now? No, no, no. He's confirmed. It's, it's potential because I'm not confirmed. <laughs> right, 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 right. No, it'll be good. It'll be good. It'll yeah. be good to have a new face on it. Yeah, definitely. Well, um, look after yourself. Catch up with you soon. Stay safe, mate. Stay stay COVID free. Right. <laughs> See you in a bit.